All right. So, hello. Welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Coach Gober on the podcast, and my dad is here, Coach Storm Davis. Welcome, Dad. Good to be here. Coach, good to have you this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is awesome, man. Uh, I think I told you before that my dad played for the Royals, and we lived in, Can- in Kansas City. Well, can- we live- where we live? Missouri? Uh, Leewood. Leewood. Is that Leewood, Missouri? Kansas. Kansas? Okay. Uh, and coaches in Beloit, is that how you pronounce it, Coach Beloit? Yes, Beloit, yep. Okay, so Coach, talk about how you got there, and then we'll we'll just go from there. Yeah, so um, I'd always wanted to be a head football coach, and that's kind of one of my dreams, you know, um, just growing up, I had good role models and stuff, and so, um, you know, in, in education and, and, and the coaching side of things. And so um, when, when I first got into coaching, you know, I always knew the end goal was to be head coach somewhere, and um, – you know, so I started coaching when I was at uh, in college. I went to Kansas State University um, and I started coaching at a small school called Rock Creek under Mike Beam um, for a couple of years there um, in the 2009, 2010 time frame. Uh, and then I got my first teaching job um, down at Augusta, Kansas um, and uh, coached down there for five years, taught down there, um, kind of moved into the, the code DC um, role uh, my last three years there and um uh, ended up, uh, you know, looking around for jobs. We had a really good year at Augusta, uh, my, my last year there and started looking around and, um, you know, Beloit opened up and I'd always looked at Beloit from afar just because that's been a traditional, you know, power and, uh, in the state of Kansas, a small school rank. And, um, so when it opened, I applied and, um, luckily I was able to get that job and I've been here now, uh, since 2017. And, um, it's been just a, a great, uh, great experience for me. It's a really good town. We're a blue collar town with, um, you know, just uh, a lot of tough kids that, uh, you know, work hard and just have kind of that uh, mindset. And so, uh, we've had some really good success and I've been here as well. And it's been, um, it's been a fun ride and, uh, uh, never thought, you know, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, actually. Uh, and then when I was in high school, we moved to Kansas, um, out near the Manhattan area. And I never, uh, never believed I'd live in a small town. And uh, it's like, oh, there's no way I'll be, a, I'll be a city boy, you know, all stuff. And, um, you know, ended up, uh, you know, falling in love with small town Kansas. And, uh, and there's nothing better than, than small town football and um, on a Friday night. And so, uh, Boy has about 4,000 people, so we're about 90 minutes west of Manhattan, uh, an hour north of Salina, so we're pretty far out west and uh, in north central Kansas, and uh, really enjoy it. Because it's awesome. Uh, I've just read Bill Snyder's book. Okay, yep. Are you a big K-State <laughs> fan? Is that your... Is yes, that I am. Yeah, yeah. We... Uh, uh, we try to make it to at least one game a year. Um, usually early in the year, we try to get to one, um, and uh, we really enjoy it. He was uh, obviously Coach Snyder did a tremendous job, you know, resurrecting a a, a program that was uh, really wasn't a program. You know, <laughs> uh, historically it was the the losingest program in in all of college football, and uh, obviously he got that thing turned around and built it to what it is today. And Coach Kleiman's done a great job as well. So when you talk about small town Kansas football, what what defines that for you? Like when you, when you say you like that, it's it, is it all the whole town coming to the game? Is it the, the style of kid you have in the program? What what makes it go for you? What makes it like your thing? You know, to me, I I, I really think, especially in today's world, I mean, you look at you know high school football and and, and some of the big cities and stuff. It's becoming you know something um, that has taken some of the purity out of the game a little bit, um, you know, with transferring and moving and all kinds of stuff going on. 
um, whether it's right or wrong, it's whatever. But for, for me, I look at small town football and say it's the pure, one of the purest forms of football still around. You know, you got the kids there that are playing. They grow up together as as kids and, and, and you know, they're, they're they're going to school and kindergarten together and they're playing youth football together and flag football and, you know, working uh, towards getting to you know the high school ranks and, and, and playing, you know, for the community. They're playing for the name in the front of the chest. And, um, you know, I just I think that in, in small town in small town football, you get that community feel. Uh, that real like, hey, we support our kids. We love our kids. We want our kids to be successful. We're going to shut our town down on Friday nights. We're going to come to the game. And um, and there's just nothing better than that. And uh, it's a really cool experience. And uh, I really, really enjoy it. Hmm. Dad, you coach in Florida. So it's a little different story there these days. Yeah. Like Coach said, it's a more of a uh, city of Jacksonville. Population has grown uh, exponentially in the last 10, 15 years. So. I think with the influx of uh, population, private school, public school, you know, people are trying to find the right fit for their, you know, their kids, whether it's uh, uh, basketball, football, baseball, what have you, volleyball. And <clears throat> it's just part of the culture there in Jacksonville. You know, you may have a kid one year. You know, in Jacksonville, you can play really for three different schools. In three, let's say you're a basketball, you're a football, basketball, baseball. You could play for three different schools. Uh, in the course of us of a year mm. so it's different and uh, i think the coaches that probably surviving in that atmosphere or the climate is just uh you know kind of embraced it and just enroll yep. with it. Mm. Yeah. my brother lives in jacksonville actually <clears throat> uh, my brother's a youth pastor uh um i can't remember, remember the church name it's a big long church name the presbyterian church down there and um oh, wow. so okay. yep yep man the world gets smaller every day my friend yes it does that's <laughs> awesome so we, we started talking because we connected on Coach Huey, which I think is a great website. Uh, yep. It, I think it's awesome, but sometimes people get their feelings hurt on that because people will comment on different things and people, you know, you can see people getting in arguments. So I think it's, I think it's dumb, but I think it's cool to get resources there. Coach, talk about your offense a little bit. You talk, you talk about your T, your, you know, some I, uh, you send me some film and I, I love what you guys do. Yeah. You know, it's kind of been a, you know, we've a process getting to kind of where we're at now. You know, when we took over, you know, they were a double tight, double wing team, zero splits for forever. And, uh, you know, we tried to to morph into, you know, some gun, you know, you know, with some downhill run power stuff. And, you know, my philosophy on offense has always been we got to be a, a physical downhill blocking team, you know, downhill running team. And um, that's what, you know, um, you know, I believe in, you know, if, if in Kansas with the weather, you know, you start getting into November. Um, it's it's sometimes not super conducive to to air raid, you know, throwing the ball over the place. And um, so so I really believe in, in that downhill philosophy. And so, um, you know, we got into some gun stuff um, and, it you know, it was good. You know, the thing about small towns in general is, you know, you have such a every year can be so different because once a class goes through, you know, it could be a really athletic class for a couple of years. They're super athletic and fast and they can run. You got to correct throw the ball everywhere. And then all of a sudden, you know, those kids <laughs> gradually and, and, you know, sometimes uh, the athletes change significantly. And we went through that a little bit uh, in 2020. We, we went from a quarterfinal team in 2019 in some spread downhill running power you know, in the little inside zone and to all of a sudden we didn't really have those kinds of kids anymore. And so we condensed our formations and uh, out of gun and with the power and stuff and um, which was good. And, um, 
we felt like the further we got in the playoffs, the, the really, really good teams, um, you know, when you're, when you're in gun blocking power, if you don't have, you know, those, that speed at running back, in my opinion, that's just coming downhill quick. Um, we feel like we were getting good movement up front, but we'd create these holes and these gaps, but they would close up really fast against the good teams because linebackers were fast and they can fill and they can read. Um, and so we felt like going under center might be something better for us um, to hit quicker, if that makes sense. You know, mm -hmm. power hits a lot slower in guns. So um, we decided to go under center. And, um, you know, I, I met with some different coaches uh, at some, you know, at different spots in Kansas. And, and one of the schools here, uh, Andale, um, is one of the powers in, in Kansas. They were in Power T, their version of the Power T. And we had played them in the quarterfinals in 2019. Uh, they have like a 50 something game win streak right now. I mean, they're oh, pretty impressive. Um, but uh, they were in the power team in semi formation. So I went down and met with their coaching staff. And, and we have similar towns in the sense of just kind of those kind of kids, blue collar kids, tough kids, um, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And so we, we morphed into, you know, this this power team uh, offense that, um, you know, and, and we're different from them. You know, we work, you know, I've, I've you know, spoken with some different coaches up in Michigan and, and Minnesota that run the power team and uh, kind of um, learned a lot about the intricacies of the offense uh, from them. But then, um, you know, I think what makes us different is, is our tempo. And, um, you know, when we break the huddle, you know, we flip our offensive line every sure. single play, you know, mm -hmm. um, in the sense of we have a power side and a quick side. And what we do is, uh, you know, we break the huddle and we sprint the line of scrimmage. We snap the ball as fast as we possibly can. Um, which, you know, for some power T teams, they're a little more methodical. Um, and, you know, they have, you know, 30 different variations of blocking power, you know, all these different things uh, within their blocking schemes. And, and, and we have variations, but we try to make it as simple as possible for our kids because we want to snap the ball as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, 2021, we were the state runner up in 2A and we were snapping the ball from when we got line of scrimmage at about 1.6 seconds, 1.7 oh, seconds. Geez. Um, and, uh, this last fall, we were about 1 1.2, 1 1.25. Mm. Um, and so we spent a lot of scrimmage at the ball. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, you know, we, one of the things that we found that, you know, at our level, at the two A three level, you know, the, every, you know, and you can say this for every program, every, every team is hiding kids out there somewhere, you know, sure. like trying to find different spots. And so we're trying to find the weakness up front for teams. And, um, once we find that, you know, we attack that. So, you know, mm. we think you're. You know, your your interior side of your left side of your offensive line is not as good as your right side. We're going to be in our left formation a lot more. And we're going to attack it and attack it and attack and attack until you switch. And then we'll switch. And so, um, you know, we do some things like that, obviously. But, uh, you know, our biggest thing is our tempo. We run the ball, line of spring snap the ball. Uh, and um, it's been really good for us. You know, teams teams can't flip their defense. You know, the defensive line has to – they. If you watch our film, teams will be in there, you know, on the, the D line will be on their knees at uh, the line of scrimmage waiting for us. And we get to the line, we snap the ball. And so it's been good for us. Um, you know, we run a lot of, you know, the power trap keep series out of the power T as kind of our foundation. We've done a lot more power T last year than we did the year before in the sense of we got out of some aisle um, this last year, mostly because of personnel stuff. Um, but we run the power T, we have I formations. Uh, and a little bit of Texas slot tee. And I've, I've worked with and, and gone down to some uh, to Liberty Hill and a couple other schools down in Texas and, and, and spoke to them about that. So um, kind of it's been a process to kind of get to where we are. But uh, like I said, power trap, keep counter buck sweep and toss is kind of our core. Mm -hmm. So who's the coach of Michigan coaches in Michigan you were talking to? 
So, well, uh, in Michigan, um, there's Co- Coach Kapolka. Yep. Um, and I've, I've spoken with him a few a few times on Twitter and, and through some emails. Uh, but mostly out of Minnesota is the one I've worked with, which was um, Coach Hamilton out of, out of Elk River. And he's helped me a lot with some of the stuff. Yeah, I've spoken to both of those. We were Power T last year. And okay. uh, there's a guy, if you ever want to talk Power T, Kyle McElvaney. Of okay, yeah. St. Mary's uh, Central Catholic. He actually came okay. down and did a camp for us, and we installed. Oh, uh, really? And that was cool. And we we just, we we started in that, and we kind of made it our own as the season went. Uh, yep. We had a lot of size at our school. We're a rural a, a rural high school. We have like 1,100 students. We're the only school yep. in the county. Uh, so we had to kind of like base block more things. We basically became the belly offense, which is kind of what we are. Yep. We're gonna run. Okay. Well, I mean, for us, belly is ISO. We're going to run yeah. ISO, 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 ISO. And then yeah. everything comes off that. Um, the yeah. play in the play action game stuff, stuff comes off that for us. Yeah. You know, we, we found, you know, just from, you know, two years ago, we had, we had a really good fullback. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we ran our, our, we call it blast series uh, out of our power T. And, you know, most of the time we're about a foot, one foot splits. And, and we met our splits a lot. And our kids memorize what plays, what splits need to be mm-hmm. at, what they're splits need to be at. So we get to our blast series, we're at four foot splits across the board. Uh, we base block pretty much everything um, on that as well, but both backs lead through um, wherever the bubble is, is kind of how we, we teach it. And, um, you know, the, the ISO belly stuff is, is, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in that out of the power two that you can do. So, um, but this last year we were, we were more, you know, our fullback was a sophomore young kid. And so mm-hmm. we, we went um, and tried to stay a little more simple with him. And so, Really stayed with our power trap, our keep stuff last year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this year, looking to hopefully expand back into what we were doing in 2021. So, or 2020. Yeah, so. very good. So, what do you guys do on defense? What's your what's your jam on that side of the ball? Well, we are uh, multiple um, in the sense of we've been in, we've been a four-two-five ever since I've been here, um, and um, it's been good for us, and we love it. Uh, we also run a three-four um, look as well when we start, you know seeing heavy spread teams, um, you know, to find ways to get an extra DB on the field. Uh, it's been really good for us. We, you know, the four, two, five is kind of, that's who we've been. All right. That's who we are. And, um, you know, we're going to spill everything, you know, we're going to squeeze down and, um, you know, it's been, it's been good. Mostly out of cover three, uh, we do some different trap coverage and stuff out of that, but, uh, we've been a four, two, five, uh, like I said, for, you know, the last seven years, six years. So. That's awesome. And that does that mesh with your offensive philosophy? Like you run that because it's tough for you to run against on offense, or you run it because that's what y'all run forever? Uh, so we started running the four-two-five when I was defensive coordinator uh, or the co-DC at um, Augusta, and okay. um, you know it's it's interesting. You know when we took over when I took over this program uh, in 2017, they ran the ten-one defense. Uh, oh yeah, here, if you know about that, and so. Uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, they, they had some success, you know, they, you know, when they got to really, really good teams, they struggled at times. Um, and so, you know, when we brought the four, two, five, then, um, it really just fit our kids and it was a, a process going from, you know, play, playing press man across the board, everybody moving around, everybody's blitzing to, Hey, we gotta, like, we're going to be in a four man front, even front. Here's our strong side. We're going to read our keys, guard, pull, scrape, fill, you know, all that stuff. And, um, you know, it just took uh, it took some time, but uh, we've been pretty good on defense. You know, I, I really like to think that, that that defensively, that's probably our best part of our of our team. You know, um, you know, two years ago when we were a state runner up, we 
and then we ever I think we gave up an app we, we gave up 13 points a game and things what it was somewhere in that range and so um you know defensively we feel like we want to be a team that's going to be physical at the point of attack on the defensive line um we're going to read our keys we're going to spill we're going to scrape we're going to fit correctly and we're going to tackle right and um you know it's been we hammer those details and hammer it every single day and so um we've been really good and last year we were young last year you know we went State run out two years ago and last year at the quarterfinals and but we started seven or eight sophomores, you know, on offense and defense somewhere. And so we were young and, um, you know, for us, like hammering details, staying true to fundamentals was super important for us last year and our kids did a really good job. That's awesome. So program philosophy wise, what are some things you guys hang your hat your hat on? Like do you have sayings or phrases or anything that you kind of that's your thing at your at your school? Yeah, I mean, um, for us, you know, one of the things we always we say, be the bully all the time. Be the bully, you know, with our offense. You know, we're going to be the bullies. You know, we want to be physical and we want to run the ball. You know, we've got to take the fight to people, you know, all that stuff. But uh, I would say, you know, kind of one of the things that we made a change in 2020 during COVID, um, I was a young head coach and I took over in 2017. You know, I was 27, 28. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I was focused, I feel like, on – just winning and losing and not focusing on, you know, the, the real impact of that, that we can have on kids. And uh, in 2020, 2019, we had a good team. There were some things that happened that year, some things that were frustrating, a lot of, you know, look at me, my stats, my stuff, like that kind of stuff, and um, uh, some selfishness a little bit. And so uh, I felt like that was, that fell on me as a head coach that I didn't get that addressed and I didn't do a good job of teaching kids the value of being a team and all that stuff. We were good. We had good seasons, but I felt it felt shallow. I was focused on winning and losing only. And uh, so in 2020, we kind of reset our program and and, um, kind of created these core values. Our kids create these core values that we hang our hats on and, um, you know, family accountability, competition, and toughness is kind of what we talk about all the time. Each week during the summer, we focus on one of those core values and we talk about it and we do activities and, um, I just feel like I tell the kids all the time, if 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 I get fired at any point during my job and um, if I leave this job knowing that um, you I did not make an impact on you guys as kids and as young men, then I didn't do my job, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we do a lot of life lessons. Uh, we do we do book studies all summer. We have four different uh, books that we read. Each class reads a book. Um, the freshman read The Energy Bus by John Gordon. Sophomores read the No Complaining Rule, Rule by John Gordon. The juniors read Training Camp by all John Gordon books. Mm-hmm. Training Camp by John Gordon, and then the seniors lead uh, read uh, the Power of Positive Leadership. And you know, every single uh, Wednesday we did this morning for uh, about 30 minutes or so. Um, you know, our classes meet with each individual coach. So like mm-hmm. one of my coaches is in charge of the freshmen, and they come together and they read the book and they talk about it and have discussions. And this goes through the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, usually about week six or seven, we finish the book and um, that they're reading. And um, we have discussions over it and we talk about it. And, and uh, I do I do general culture. So um, right now our group is, you know, we take different, you know, different things. Right now I'm, I'm kind of going through with them the power of the positive team, which about four years ago I went with went through with uh, uh, the group. So. Uh, going through it again with them, some different parts of it, and do general culture, general stuff, um, and then the assistant coaches really take take each class and um, really go with it. And it's been it's been a positive addition to our program. You know, our kids. The goal is as they leave the program, you know, they're better people and they're better men, and they have life lessons and they have 
resources that they've learned throughout the years uh, being in our program on how to you know be a good person and, and to be positive and to um, you know not be a negative individual and so um, I think it's important um, and I think that uh, it's something that uh, you know isn't has been has been lost. I feel I feel like in today's culture, everything everything's selfish. Everything's about me, 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 me. Look at look at all the Nike the Nike shirts and the Adidas shirts. Like it's like I'm a beast. I'm this. I'm this. I'm this. Which is you know confidence, whatever. But um, our culture is really celebrating selfish selfishness, and I just don't think that that is uh, the right way to live. You know selfishness. You know, at times you have to be selfish. At times I get it. You know with with your with your professions and things for yourself, but. We, we want to make sure that we're teaching values that are important to kids and as they leave our program, they, they become better people. So um, that's kind of like for me, that's kind of my passion within our program is making sure our kids are, are becoming good people. And um, I want to be invited to their weddings. I want to see them become good fathers. I want to see them, you know, succeeding in life. And if they're not, you know, to me, I feel like that's that falls back on me. I didn't do a good enough job for them. So that's kind of what we for me as we hang our hat on. That's awesome. Dad, would you comment on what you guys do in, your, in the baseball program at Trinity Christian? Sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Jonathan Murphy is our head coach, and I refer to him as Murph. That's uh, Daniel Murphy is his brother who was in the big leagues for quite a while. Murph does a great job every Monday. Uh, he kind of starts the week off with uh, – we're a Christian school, so it's we have that dynamic. We, yep. It's a gospel-centered uh, – Kind of more uh, to take the focus off of like what coach said more off of self and on to who we can uh, 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 rely on in the ups and downs of life we have a lot of kids in our school that are are there primarily for the sports i mean it's a football and baseball is a big deal at that school so um he just makes it really clear on mondays uh, just a different gospel presentation and kind of sets the week for the tone and how if we're playing, if we're in the season, who we have and you know, what the expectations are in the practice. And Murph does a really good job of of allowing the assistant coaches, whatever he assigns us to do, to to get our kids ready, not only physically, but um, emotionally and uh, and spiritually as well. So that's a it's a good challenge to have for our kids each each Monday and kind of take it throughout the week. Yeah, being at a public school, you know, in north central Kansas, um, allows us to talk about some of that spiritual stuff more than we would say probably in, in a big school in a city and um you know we're lucky to i'm lucky to be in a place because my faith is super important to me and um you know it's important that the the kids see that stuff you know god and all that stuff um and how to live your life you know not nec not necessarily me preaching all the time but me seeing me living that life mm -hmm. uh and uh, i think that uh, being in a school like where i'm at now it, it's really allows us to embody that idea of of faith and 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 what that means and so um it's uh that's definitely a part of our program as well you know it's not as in your face as you know you could do maybe at you know a christian school but uh you know we're able to talk about that stuff uh and not have to feel like you know something's going to come down the pipe and i'm going to get in trouble you know whatever so which is which is nice too coach where can people find you on social media if they want to get in touch with you after they listen to the podcast yeah, I mean, um, at Coach Gober on Twitter um, is, is where I'm at. I mean, they could you know follow our Beloit Trojan football Instagram if they wanted to, but at Coach Gober uh, would be um, on Twitter, kind of my thing. And um, you know, I think um, I'm an open book, you know, with regards to what we do on offense and, and defense. And if 
people want to, you know, talk football and, and, and get into schemes and learn more about what we do, you know, that's, I'm all for that. You know, I think uh, everything I have has been given to me from other people, you know, and so, some, you know, I think that it's important that uh, if people are inquiring and asking about this stuff, you know, with our PowerStrap key stuff, and I'm not an expert by any means on this stuff because I'm only two years into it, um, but uh, like I'm an open book and I'm always willing to trade film and, um, you know, find ways to help others. So, mm-hmm. Very good, Coach. Coach, thank you for taking your time this morning and talking with us. This has been really cool. Awesome. Thanks, Coach.